This is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. Welcome to In Progress, a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And as I talked about last episode, this is going to be, in some ways, kind of a continuation, kind of a part two, um, kind of a follow-up to what we talked about previously of Jesus challenging his disciples or reminding his disciples or teaching his disciples that whoever wants to be great in the kingdom of heaven needs to become the servant, the waiter, the assistant. And I just invited us to spend some time kind of wrestling with that, kind of letting that sink in, kind of seeing where we're living up to that standard and where we're not. And I want to read a passage from um, Matthew chapter 25. It's a story, a parable that Jesus tells. And as I get into it, uh, it's probably one that's going to be familiar to you. It's the heading here in the, the passage is just the sheep and the goats. And as I read through it, I want you to think about it with the perspective of, okay, Jesus teaches his disciples to serve, not to try to climb the hierarchy, not to try to get to the point where uh, everything is set up to help me be as comfortable as possible or to help me succeed as much as possible, but to think about emulating Jesus as he says, even I didn't come to be served, but to serve. And so Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 31, and I'm going to read, let's see, through verse 46. So it's, you know, it's a story. It's a, I don't know if it's quite a parable. I think more just a story that Jesus is telling. And he, I'll just read it and I'll let you, (laughs) I'll let you see what it is. So verse 31. When the Son of Man, which that's what Jesus calls himself often, comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? 
When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Now that little phrase there, the least of these brothers and sisters, um, it's kind of talking about uh, the least in importance or the least in people's estimation of their value. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. And I'm being silent there for a moment because that story is sinking in for me. And I'm sure that it's doing the same for you. Because Jesus lays out here in very clear language and very, um, you know, if we're honest, confronting, disturbing uh upsettingly clear language <laughs> exactly um, what the expectation is for us as far as serving and giving and loving. And you see these categories here. Um, people who are hungry, thirsty, a stranger, needing a place to stay, someone who needs clothes, someone who's sick or in prison, isolated. And, you know, it, it makes me think of uh, when, I think it's in James, I'm just thinking of this verse right now, so I might not get it quite right, but um, religion that God our Father considers pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. And in the, I, I can't remember, I think it was something, the episode title, something about uh, our good father, or maybe God as father, some kind of title with father uh, in the name of it. And we took a look at, uh, at the time, and I'm kind of gearing up for in the next maybe, four months, I'm going to be uh, heading and working with this ministry again, Psalm 68.5, a ministry that uh, offers scholarships and really is geared specifically toward working with fatherless kids. And Psalm 68.5 says that um, 
God in his holy dwelling is a defender of orphans and widows. And I really think that we see repeated, I mean, we're hearing these words here right from Jesus himself, but we see repeated all through scripture that God really cares about the people that it's kind of easy for us to not care so much about. And to be reminded of this, to be confronted with or challenged by this in conjunction with, in some ways, part one of this idea, what we talked about last episode, of whoever wants to be great in the kingdom of heaven, our job is to be a servant of everyone. And here Jesus really fleshes out some of the practical ways that this looks. We're meeting physical or, um, you know, I think of people being sick and in prison and you came to visit, um, Those are partly physical, but partly emotional needs and meeting needs of people who um, you can kind of tell from the context here can't really do a whole lot to pay us back. Serving. Like Jesus said in the previous week, what we looked at, Even he didn't come to be served, but to serve. And so if Jesus is our model, then these things that he's talking about, where he's saying, hey, you didn't realize it, but what you were doing for the... I I always have a hard time because I think communicating that idea that the least of these, I think it really needs to be clear that it has more to do with the world's estimation of these people. Because it's very clear from reading through this passage that in God's eyes, these people who are described as the least of these are hugely, hugely valuable. And so whenever I see that phrase, the least of these, I'm like, I just have a hard time with it. And I hope you get the spirit of where this is coming from. Um, because I think it's really easy for us to kind of go, Oh, the least of the, like even Jesus was writing some of these people off a little bit. And I, I don't think that captures the spirit of what he's communicating here. I think um, that has contained in it, the least of these, contained in it the idea that it's people who can't do something back for me, people who can't repay me, people who can't. Uh, you know, aren't in a position where I go, oh, I clearly see that this is going to be a mutually beneficial thing. 
And what Jesus is inviting us all into is to love him by loving the people around us, the people that we uh, interact with, maybe on a regular basis or maybe on a really irregular basis, who are in a spot where they're in need and who really can't pay us back for what we're doing. And he says, when you give a drink, when you give a meal, when you give clothes, when you give shelter, when you uh, take care of, when you visit, you're doing that to me, for me. And this idea is, you know, like I say, the reason it's part two of what we talked about last week, this call to be a servant, a waiter, an assistant uh, to others, this is the ultimate logical conclusion that what we're doing as we're out loving people well is we're loving Jesus well. And when we're out not loving people well, we're not loving him well. And I, I kind of feel like that's about all I need to say because as I'm saying it, I'm really convicted. And as you're hearing it, I'm guessing the exact thing is happening for you. What Jesus makes clear is that the people that it's easy for us not to care about, the people that it's easy for us to kind of just, ah, okay, yeah, someone else will handle that. They'll, they'll be okay. And eh, it's not that big of a deal. I don't have time. I Jesus immensely cares about those people. He's saying loving them is loving me. Doing for them is doing for me. Not doing for them or loving them is not doing for me or loving me. And you know what? When I read through this and when I think about, okay, where are some moments in my life where uh, I have an opportunity to love Jesus well by loving other people? I, I readily have to admit that I leave more of those times undone than I am comfortable with, than I think is faithful and obedient. And so I want to invite all of us um, just kind of like I did last episode to spend some time really letting this passage work on you because it will. Um, Obviously, you've just heard these, what is it, 15, 16 verses, and this is powerful and confronting and in-your-face stuff, and Jesus is reminding 
those of us who are his followers, that loving people, loving everybody, even and especially people who we don't get anything out of loving them, is what he's called us to do. It's loving him. It's giving to him. It's serving him. And that's what we're invited to shift our perspective, our way of thinking, our understanding. It really, if we really believe that, it fundamentally changes the way we see the world, doesn't it? And that's what Jesus has called us to. So I want to invite you to wrestle with, internalize, spend some time praying about this and meditating on it and asking God to to change your heart. Um, I'm going to do the same. And then let's go out and let's love people well. Let's make sure that the people who are um, of least importance in society's view we understand there's nobody who doesn't matter to God and when we love them well we're doing it for him so let's go do that